Welcome to the Todd Z Zcast, everybody. My name is Todd Zalkins, recorded live here in Long Beach, California, where we talk about a little bit of everything, a little bit of recovery, a little bit of this, that, and the other. Some things relevant and highly irrelevant. We're here to share with you what's really going on. Good morning, everybody. This is Todd Zalkins here with the Z-Man Podcast, coming to you live in Palm Springs, California, where I'm joined by just a host of friends here this morning. I can't wait to get to them all. And I'm going to get to my friend Courtney here in just a second. Before, before we do, before we do, what, how hot is it now? Like 130? At least, at least, yeah, and it's climbing. <laughs> but <laughs> it's a dry heat. Breakfast yet. Is it a dry heat? Very dry. No humidity, thank goodness, or else we die. That's absolutely. <laughs> but by about 12 noon, it'll be about 160 degrees. Uh, so my friend Polly tells me. So, so I you, won't have this on anymore. I'll just be completely naked. But go ahead. Dude, oh yeah, okay. Well, she's going to be completely naked here at the nurses at the nurses institute, and uh, okay, I'm sure that's going to ruffle. That's going to, anyway. Okay, let's move on to. Uh, listen, the program has gone officially small time. We actually have we have several sponsors now, so we appreciate being small time. And uh, first and foremost, uh, the Z Man Podcast is brought to you by Roots Through Recovery, and I'm stoked to be working with these guys right now. You want to know why? Because they're located in Long Beach, California, my hometown. That's right. Their focus is on treating the underlying issues that have led an individual to substance use and their strong clinical team are able to address complex mental health issues with compassion. You'll be challenged and expected to do the work if you're there, but Roots will provide the guidance, accountability, hope and love to rediscover a life of purpose and passion. And I've got personal experience with these guys. I've sent some families that I've worked with to them and they've done wonderful work for their loved ones. Give them a call at, at dairy code 562-473-0827 or visit them at www.roots with a hyphen recovery.com. Now, last but not least, this podcast is brought to you by As High As I Am. As High As I Am is Central Coast finest surfwear, surf brand shop in the entire region. And no, they don't sell bongs, they don't sell zigzags, don't go there for any lighters and, and marijuana-related stuff. It's all surf-related stuff. As high as I am in Morro Bay, California, go see my buddy Jonesy, who owns the joint. He's a pretty good guy. If you get him on a decent day, he might kick you down at least 3 to 4% off a T-shirt. <laughs> We're almost done here, Courtney, I promise. Okay, you guys, one more announcement. Oh. Let's talk about the event tonight. In fact, we're going to get to that right now. We're going to move to our first guest here. I have Courtney Hampton here with me, who is the outreach coordinator for the California Nurses Educational Institute in Palm Springs. Yes. Say that fast, Jen. <laughs> I, I can't do that. <laughs> thank you guys so much for having us. Courtney, th th I want to first, uh, Mike and I want to <laughs> both thank you for having us out here for a screening of the film for all the students here at the Educational Institute and a bunch of treatment centers are going to be showing up and we just we appreciate you bringing us out. We're hoping to have a packed house tonight. We appreciate you guys traveling down to Palm Springs. You know it's it's hot but you know it's going to get even hotter tonight we hope with the event and the packed house that we're going to have and yeah. I'm just excited to have you guys. Uh, my role here at California Nurses Educational Institute in Palm Springs I, I help out with placements and helping secure clinical rotations and job sites for our students. Um, we have tons of programs here in the medical field, um, all the way from licensed vocational nursing to our alcohol and drug addiction counseling program. 
So we cover health, we cover mental health, and um, we'd love for you guys to join us tonight for the event. And if you want some more information on our school, feel free to visit us at cmei.edu. Thanks for that, Courtney. Let me ask you a question. W would I make a good nurse? Yes. What if I have some borderline mental issues? Will that affect my ability to apply here? Just, you know, don't speak them out loud. You know, keep it to yourself and then, you know, get through the program. You know, we can help you. We, we train you to be a professional, even if you come in the door non-professional. What if on my tag it said, you know, Todd Zalkins, nurse and, and borderline schizophrenic bipolar. I'm not making fun of that, by the way, but that would not work, would it? We'll find you somewhere. Okay. We'll, you see? we'll find a profession for you. Yes, placement. placement. So, I'm always about matching the right person to the right program or the right site. So. That's right. That's kind of right. like uh, the better version of uh, eHarmony, so to speak. The school version. You hear that? It's the school version of eHarmony. Isn't that the, that's that relationship thing, isn't it? it? Is. Yeah, I'm not buying that eHarmony <laughs> thing. Okay, so you guys, the event tonight is at 39,000 Bob Hope Drive at the, is it Helen Galen? Helene? Yes. Helene? Helene Galen Auditorium. Please come out. The film starts at 5.30. And Courtney, thank you so much for, for, for putting us out to this event and having us here. You guys are so welcome. If you guys are not, have no clue where that, um, that auditorium is, it's on the Eisenhower Medical Center campus. So that's a good reference point for you. We're so happy to have you guys. Thank you. Well, thank you, Connie, for being here with us. Thank you so much. And thank for you. taking a minute. Absolutely. Have a good, we'll see you tonight. Absolutely. See you guys. Mike's bringing free tacos, he says. Oh, I want some tacos now. Tacos for everyone. Tacos for everyone. Thank <laughs> you. All right, have a good day, Courtney. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Our next guest, I got two guests here that, that are going to be talking a little bit about their experience, strength, and hope. And there's a lot of that. I'm not sure how much hope there's going to be, but there's a lot of experience. Isn't that right, guys? Too much. You guys, Correct. come on over here. I've got Chris Tannehill right here. Good to see you, Chris. Thanks for being here. My buddy, Polly, right here. Oh, thank you. Chris Tannehill and Polly here, who are located here in the desert area, they've, they've been kind enough to take a few minutes to sit down and, and talk a little bit here on the podcast. And, and you guys, thank you for, for joining me for a minute. Well, I noticed you were willing to go back to school to be able to control the pills. That's all behavior, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't control the pills. Are you aware of that? You'd be a nurse without the pills? I, I'd be in one of these institutions that you'll be employing these nurses at. Right. Yeah, I can't go back to that stuff, right? No, no med call. And no, none of that. And, and what's really cool is that you, is for all those, those watching and listening, I'm joined by two fine sober gentlemen here who've got real recovery. And, uh, and I'm grateful to be sitting here with you guys. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And before, by the way, if you guys want to stop by the California Nurses <laughs> Educational Institute. First six are free. Polly here, he brought a half dozen donuts, and the other three dozen are sitting in the car melting. I eat them alone. Do you want a donut? I do not. Do you? Thank not you. on camera. No, not on, on camera? I'm going to keep composure. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. I'll right. supply it. Thank you. <laughs> I'm stoked that we're all together, guys. And so, um, Chris, let's let's get started with you for a second here. By the way, uh, Chris is the alcohol and drug instructor here at the uh, institute, at the CNEI Institute. And Chris, why don't you tell us a little bit uh, about uh, what you do here? We'll talk a little story with you. The uh, the shorthand version is obviously I'm uh, teaching drug and alcohol counselors how to be drug and alcohol counselors. The um, I worked in recovery for about uh, five years, and uh, I believe 2008, but a year after uh, you got sober. So 
I rolled in the doors of Betty Ford um, previously. I had uh, worked as a first responder in 911. Wow. So I did that for about nine years. Um, other than that, uh, I just qualified uh, just through drugs and alcohol. But I think the, sh the other short, short version is I'm Canadian. Don't hold that against me. But, uh, Whereabouts in Canada are you from? Originally north of Toronto, lived in Vancouver and Calgary. My father played professional hockey for 10 years. So we went from city to city. I learned to skate in those big arenas. And somebody always asked me, when was your first drink? And there's a picture of me when I was two with a beer, the old snub-nosed bottles of Molson. Yes! So I have no memory of my first drink. Um, I don't know I have any memory of my last drink either. But Man, uh, two years old, a couple beers, get the car started. <laughs> <laughs> Those little plastic car keys. That's, you know, now it's a CPS case. Back then, that's Canada. It's, you know, normal. Did, did you play hockey too? Yeah, I did. Unfortunately, I play hockey like my mother, but she was pretty good. Oh. But uh, no, I'm hoping my son uh, skips a generation, so. I have so much respect I, I've, uh, for, for hockey in general. I mean, I grew up in Southern California, and any... I used to read up on all the great Canadian hockey players and how it's so common, like, you guys are often skating as soon as, basically, sometimes before you're even walking. Yeah. And, and freezing out the yards to skate in the back, right? Is that super common in your neighborhood? It's very common. What else was common? They had a, a lake in the area, and it froze over every year, obviously, but it froze over one year with not much snow, so you could skate on it. I got on there, and there's a moment where you could skate for about five minutes without stopping in one direction. No way. So we'd get up there and uh, as kids, yeah, we're playing street hockey in the summer and ice hockey in the winter. And uh, we didn't rollerblade though. We, uh, never yeah, I, I never had any time for rollerblading. Guys who were doing that in Southern <laughs> California had like these, you remember dolphin shorts? They're, they're really what, what girls should be wearing, but any dude wearing dolphin shorts, rollerblading, I wanted to punch in the throat. So I just, I was not a rollerblading guy. Yeah. Now, um, Growing up in Canada, was drinking a big part of, uh, of the uh, culture there for you? Uh, culturally, that's, it went with everything. Uh, you, you know, do you want to go to a hockey game? Let's have a drink. Do you want to go hang out with such and such? Let's have a drink first. Do you want to go to the bar? Let's have a drink first. And it's just accepted. You know, you're going to tie your shoes? Let's have a drink first. You know, so that, that was prevalent. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. Have a drink before you put your shoes on. Before you tie Or time, yeah, excuse yeah. me. See how I have that up. No way. Yeah, so that it was. I thought when I came, <laughs> I thought when I came to Merca here, that I was going to blend in, and I went over to Silver Lake for a little while in Hollywood. And I thought I'm going to blend. This is cool. I I knew I had a problem, but anyway, I got here and I had people even in Hollywood saying, "Man, you got a problem." And I thought, "Wow." If you have people in Hollywood saying, "Hey, Chris, you got to tone it down a few notches," I had guys going who were who I thought were pretty insane going. I just can't hang out with you anymore. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, why? He said, well, you were at dinner last night, and my mom happened to have made it, and you went to sleep in the pasta. That that didn't, that wasn't good. That doesn't surprise me, though, no. personally. No, I'm just glad it was pasta. Right. It could have been worse, right? <laughs> now, speaking of worse, so things got worse for you, though. Absolutely. Right? Can Progressive. You, can you tell us? Can you tell us what, you said third time is a charm, right, yeah. of trying to get sober, and, and by the way, congratulations Thank you. on your recovery. Thank you. Um, what was that, was there, what was that moment that's like, I'm, this, I'm done, man, I'm done. It, it was interesting. Um, went to a meeting when I was 20, I knew there was a problem, went back when I was 27, I was in pain, didn't do what was asked of me. Uh, 33, um, those 33 and 27 were the really hard tries. Uh, couldn't do it, refused to do a couple other things. 38, hospitalized. Now I'm working as an EMT, I'm a first responder, I'm taking people to the hospital constantly with drug and alcohol problems. I've got one, 
and uh, I'll tell you what, I eventually mixed up a bunch of pills one night. I drank a bunch of gin. What kind of pills? I, mi I confused the benzos and the opiates. So instead of taking 15 of the opiates, I took 15 of the benzos. And uh, down I went. And thank God the wife was yelling at me. She's now the wife. It was the girlfriend. She's yelling at me. We're having a conversation. And I'm on the bed. And I went, my arm went cold because I ended up with a blood clot. And I thought, I can't breathe. And I have this one moment to say something, which is like, help. Or I can lean back. I just leaned back. I said oh. that was enough. And I was 38. 38. And uh, what ended up happening is she called the guys that I helped train to come get me, 911. So I ended up hospitalized. They wake up with a tube down my throat. They give me a little piece of paper and a pen to write something. And they said, you want to know what happened? And I wrote, no. <laughs> I knew what happened. Four days later, I'm in the like a recovery room. I'm like, oh, I'm still alive. Somebody comes and sits with me and says, Chris, do you want help? Internally. I said, no, 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 no. Then I just said, yes. And I couldn't, I was like, I wanted to turn around and say, who just said yes? And then it began. I, your journey in recovery began. Yep. Is that correct? Absolutely. And I, I want to ask you this, and that's throughout, you know, you're, you're, you're 10 plus years sober, right? Yes. Okay, and that's so awesome. Have you ever had these moments uh, throughout your sobriety where you've gone, you know what? If I do this, meaning if I if I am to return to the drink or the drug, does that scene play out? It's like I don't ever want to visit that again. Yeah, yeah I don't. Does that ever happen with you? Absolutely, you know. And today, I don't immediately think about getting loaded when something adverse happens. My first thought is, how can I manipulate it? How can I get my way? Yeah. And then if that doesn't work, then I'll make my way back to getting loaded. Paulie's nodding you know? his head. Hey, he's getting it. <laughs> what? But yeah, I I can actually follow the line of thought to the end now when I could not before. I could not at all. You had you made the funniest comment before. While well, we're kind of getting set up here, and we're in one of, we're in one of the little educational rooms here for computer studies and stuff like that, he says, "Yeah, since I've been sober, I became a masochist." Explain well, why you're a masochist. I figure, you know, I decided that it'd be a good idea to have kids. So after <laughs> three a, of them, right? Three after a year sober, I have you know I've got a nine year old, I have a two year old, and a six month old, and. Uh, it's like having three little drug addicts and alcoholics in the house. <laughs> they do what they want, and they drive me crazy. They remind me of me. So it's like I've never had to work so hard at being a better person. Little junior versions of Absolutely. you? Absolutely. Wanting what they want and having tantrums. If I saw one junior version of me, I, I think I'd have to move to, like, some faraway place without him. <laughs> or, or her. I'll tell you what. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the self-loathing, yeah, that's, you know, it's gotten better, you know, but... Uh, you know what's cool? You, you know, <laughs> we're all laughing, you guys, but yeah. that's one of the neat things that we get yeah. is that we true laughter. Yeah. And people, people, you know, who, who don't get this, be like, why are they laughing? Dude was in freaking ICU, <laughs> and because we're on the other side of it, isn't that such a cool thing that we? You know, we Paulie's nodding his head. Every day is a bonus. We yeah. get it, man. And, What'd you say? Every day is a bonus. Every day is a bonus, yeah. you know, just to be above the grass, right? For sure, already. Yeah. Um, today, what are some of the things that you're doing to maintain your recovery? Uh, are you still active in your recovery? A absolutely active in my recovery. I've got meetings I go to, home meeting. I have a sponsor that uh, I contact. Uh, he sees me every week to this day. I get in front of him physically so he can just take a quick, you know, quick look at me. You know, <laughs> all right, you know, on your way. And I'm working with other guys that are trying to get better. And uh, I did not know. He said something to me when I was brand new 10 years ago. He says, Chris, when you start to help another man through this 12-step work, you'll finally feel like it's okay for Chris to have a good life. I'd never heard that from anybody before. Nice. So I said, okay. And since then, wow. that's what I do. You know, 
That's some great perspective, isn't it? Wonderful. Um, a, a gentleman once told me, and it's just stuck with me. I must have been six. I was six months sober and slobbering, and he says, <laughs> "What if you have a What if you had a bitch in life and you didn't even know it?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" He says, "Exactly." He goes, "You have such a a, a whacked perception on life, mm -hmm. and self pity will take you to your death." He's like, "The truth is, everything is okay." And I was like. That, that, isn't it, don't you guys believe that that's kind of a fact in that our perception could be so way over here but really everything's quite alright life's that's pretty sweet man right like, uh, I deal with a lot of high end clientele and uh, of course you know, in rehab everything's an emergency but uh, I broke know. a toenail yeah I need call some oxygen. yeah call my family I'm going home <laughs> I gotta really yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but you know life's pretty good life's, life's amazing actually I can't see my Facebook post. Mom, get me out of here. I need a different treatment center. This is not going to work for me. All day. You didn't day. find that funny. You no, know, no, I deal with it. I'm like, I, I've that's okay that because because your your fucking interview just got shortened. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I just busted your job. That's great. Okay, Chris. Now, now um, you 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 mentioned some of the magic stuff that yeah. that, that you still do. I call it the magic because it's really the recipe to uh, to stay recovered and be happy and. Um, could you share with the viewers and the listeners, what's the importance of having a home group? A home group is accountability. You know, if I'm not there, somebody notices that, I might get a phone call when I don't have the courage or the weight or the inkling or inclination to want to call somebody when I actually might need to contact because we isolate. Traditionally isolate, you know that. PhD know that. in that, man. You know, so, <laughs> yeah. so that accountability is huge. And you can also mark progress, and those people can mark your progress, and they'll reflect it back to you. And they'll encourage you. And once you know people, you can go anywhere. And I, I've been to meetings because it was a chore. Now at the end, it's like, well, I like to go because I know those people now. Yeah. You know, and that's the closest thing to home, that decadent pool hall atmosphere without the booze. That's, that's home. You get comfortable there. Yes. Right? And I found the same thing. And I, I love how you just articulated that. And can you share with the people who are checking, checking this thing out here, can you share with them, if they happen, if he or she out there, whoever they might be, might be struggling, whether it's alcoholism, a drug problem, or both, whatever it might be. Um, can you share with them that uh, your perspective on a sober life? Uh, I didn't know what it was, so I was absolutely in abject fear of it because I knew one had one direction. It was very myopic. Uh, now with a sober life, I have a family. Something I dreamed of when I was loaded that I'd be lovely one day, but I know what I am. I can't do this. Uh, I became a pilot. I've done a bunch of things that never would have occurred, and those experiences were nothing I could understand until they came my way, and being sober has allowed me, it's allowed me to do this. I'm teaching. And I don't know that anyone sets out to work in drug treatment, obviously. You know, I didn't aspire to this when I was in my teens in high school. But, you know, here's where we've been, here's where we are, and I, I wouldn't trade this. And if I knew how hard it was gonna be when I started, I might not have begun. But now that I'm here, there's no way I'm going back. I no way. It. Yeah. Would uh, and last, and I'm gonna we're gonna move over to Polly here in a second. Our buddy Polly is isn't it nice to not miss days anymore, whether whether they're good, bad, or sometimes slip of a coin type days. You know, there's been some stuff happening. We don't miss days anymore. Now I'm present. I've got obviously three little ones I need to be present for, and I'm not missing time. And uh, to kind of reiterate what we said earlier, Mr. Polly here. Um, like the Buddhists say, because someone always says in the meeting, okay, you're going to be okay. No, no, it's already okay. Yeah. So, yeah, um, the, this is, 
a gift, borrowed time. I shouldn't. We shouldn't any of us be here having this conversation. Yeah, if life was so, fair, we'd be in jail or dead. I am glad, right? I'm glad I didn't get what I deserved. <laughs> That's right. I'm glad I didn't get what I deserved. That's all I got to say. Well, I am. Uh, it's it's a pleasure to to get to know you a bit, Chris. And I'm looking forward to seeing you tonight. And um, and again, congratulations on the work that you're doing in your own recovery and helping others. And and uh, this is just fun to be here with you. Thank you very much. I absolutely appreciate man. you. This, so. this is wonderful. Just hanging out for a sec. Now we get to move on to this guy over yeah. here. We got Mr. Polly here. Life's a trip, Carnal. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Polly and I happen to have some similar contingencies, uh, contingency of friends back in Long Beach that we're not going to uh, name. Uh, Opie Ortiz and a couple of others. Did I say that we're not going to name them? Not at all. <laughs> I don't even know if Opie and I, hope, hopefully Opie and I are still friends. You'll have to call them and ask. Send them flowers. Yeah, he, no, he said, well, what is Opie going to do with some flowers? Put them in his hair, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, welcome to the show, Polly. Thank you, sir. Thank you. What a trip. In fact, uh, in fact, Polly is the gentleman who's responsible for starting this whole thing. He got he got this thing kick-started to get over to this fine gentleman, Chris, here, and to Courtney over here. She's over there drinking some coffee. She's planning for she's planning for big things later on. That's right. And, um, the Gospel of Todd. But, Polly, thank you so much for for doing everything that you've done to organize this. No, I appreciate it, man. I saw you in December, and I was, I was blown away. I met Papa Noel, which was, was a real trip. I'm a huge sublime head, of course. I'm, I know you're probably tired of hearing, you know, sublime, sublime, but uh, it's a trip. You know, that was my soundtrack, you know, and... Uh, that was your soundtrack to life. Oh, dude, I, I fought, fuck, scam, <laughs> won. You know what I mean? I've done everything to that. You know what I mean? I, I, I could, uh, you know, you ever burn out an album you can't hear it anymore because, like, it brings you back? Yeah. That's that's uh, that's all the stuff. I mean, like, people be like, oh, I love uh, Santa Maria. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. You know, like, I like berry <laughs> and guava jelly. And, like, you got to get some deep tracks, you know? You got to put on Rob in the Hood. Yeah, oh, oh uh, You got to put on Rob in the Hood from top to bottom. I've had a lot of trauma to that one, but, yeah. A lot of trauma? A lot of trauma. If you turn up STP to level, if there's a level 20... Put it to level 20 and go about 160 on the freeway. That's what I used to do while I've done it sober, but I've done it while drooling too. Yeah. And that's what that song used to do to me. Yeah. It's just drive through a fucking wall. Oh, she's still over. Sorry about that language, Courtney. You don't care, do you? No, absolutely not. You see? She doesn't care. Do you want a donut? I have no filter. Do you know how many times I've been in a house and I've had. Ten people singing "Living in a Tweaker Pad" as we're passing the pipe, <laughs> hitting the dope, and uh, I'm like, "This dude just keeps talking about it." You know what I mean? Tweaking every weekend, we just can't take it. You know what I mean like, I'm like, "Weekend? You save it for the weekends? I'm here every day." Are you Are you glad that you're no longer doing that? Oh my God! Um, I'm three and a half years sober, off meth. Congratulations! I was a prankster, gangster. You know what I mean? And uh, I uh, I was in the middle of a crime, and I had a heart attack. And I uh, powered through. I walked out, and I uh, ended up with uh, skirtal edema. Which could you explain what that is? That's uh, that's when your ball sack swells up like pumpkin gourds. Could you just expand on that. Okay. Yeah, you asked me. And uh, no, I'm talking. I'm talking like blue ribbon. Bumping like, around like Walmart, like, like this. blue ribbon pumpkin gourds. Blue ribbon. Yeah. Is that right? Like I won the county fair. Yeah. <laughs> They were amazing. Was that uncomfortable? Um, well, you get up and it swing you back and forth. Fuck up your gravity. <laughs> You know what I mean? Would you sit around and watch Netflix? Just no, no, like I this? Time. Well, no, 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 no. In the hospital bed. Hey, what are you doing, Polly? Well, I'm just, you know, hanging out, me and the boys. Well, the worst part is by WebMD did, right? And so WebMD says if it's not gone in three days, you need surgery. Well, there was a guy in the. How do you deflate him? Well, that's what I said. Did stick a pen in it? Well, no, no, no. That's like I'm telling the doctor, like, okay, that's what got me to the hospital. So I went home and smoked dope for another two days. I, uh, I Did you play the ACD song? I've got big balls. <laughs> She's done. We've got the biggest 
balls of the ball. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's like a coin flip. You wouldn't imagine what how big your balls could get. You know, what I mean? you know, I don't know how much time you're making me very uncomfortable. <laughs> did you I take a picture? No, no. I'm I'm comfortable because I didn't have what you call it, ball sack edema. edema. Spur, there's fertile edema. Okay, okay. I'm thankful. I've, uh, yeah, okay. You need like a second gown when you treat well, no, that. No, no. You, you get congestive heart failure, right? And so there's two kinds of congestive heart failure. One crushes your organs. Yeah. The other drops to your balls. So I've never lucky. heard of that. I got lucky that it dropped to my balls. Okay, last question about the ball thing, and we're yeah. going to move on. Please. How big did they really get? I'm talking down to my knees, both of them. For real? For real. Dude, like, that's like, awesome. No, no, it, it got me to the hospital. I was like, son of a bitch. And, I, and then kept telling the doctor, what about my balls? What about my balls? He's like, well, let's get your heart this and that. I'm like, no, what about my balls, dude? Would you have to buy, like, just really low pants? I'd have to wear basketball shorts, and then it looked like I was smuggling plums. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was just, Hey, it's the plum smuggler. Yeah, I was the plum smuggler from okay. way back. Okay, that, this might be the most epic. We've had a lot of episodes. Wow. Hands down, that's probably the, the, the most epic thing that's been said. We're and I can actually surface. talk for 30 it's more minutes about, about, balls. The, about the size of your tea bags, but we're not. Well, no, luckily they deflated. Thank what? God. Thank God they deflated. I'm really glad that, well, I, I, you look more comfortable right now. So much more comfortable. You know what's scary is I thought I would have to live life like that. And uh, there was a guy on Howard Stern who had it, and it was a million-dollar surgery. To real. He used to sit on them on the side of the sidewalks in New York and beg for money. And he'd actually sit on them like a beanbag. That's not funny. No, no, not at all. The hilarity went out the window. And so uh, I started getting really, really scared, really, wow. real scared, like that was going to be a disability trip. And, and here I am, you know what I mean? I, my heart popped, and I smoked dope and my heart popped. Uh, dope dropped to 250 an ounce. I, I kept into some money, and it was just overload. God, do we have a good story going here? Hang on, really, for a quick second, uh, Polly. Is anybody chiming in about this right now, Mike? <laughs> everybody's blown away. <laughs> okay, so everybody's completely hallucinating over the fact that you had concrete bags as nuts. But now that you no longer have those nuts, can we talk about what was was that incident? Something that said I got to make a change, or, or was it? I spent okay. Once I admitted to the hospital, I spent 13 days in ICU with uh, Filipino nurses wiping my ass. And it was mind blowing. You know what I mean? They have small, soft hands. You know what I mean? But nonetheless, uh, it was a trip. Yeah. Was small, a trip. soft hands. Small, soft hands. The smallest, softest hands. We're going from big nuts to small, soft hands. Hey, it's the funny things you pick up because you're, you know, and, and there was grace and it was humility because right. you can't wipe your own ass. You can't stand up. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a trip. And I had to take fluoroamide and and, and, and it, get off the liquid. And, and so, when you got out of the hospital, what was going on with Polly as far as what happened with your life upon discharge? I had a huge ego at the time. I was, uh, like I said, I was rocking and rolling. I was had 30 people calling me a day, you know what I mean? And uh, when I fell out for those You're a salesman days, of sorts. I was a proprietor, proprietor. I was um, a procurer. I was a, um, I was a cheat, a thief, a lie. I was this wasn't window coverings we're talking no, about. No, 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 okay. but I was a manipulator. My, my favorite word was manipulate. <laughs> yeah. uh, now it's finesse. Okay. You know what I mean? That's, that's when you do what you want without ill harm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, um, I, was, I was a bad guy. I was a bad guy. I was, uh, I had, I, in my life, I'm, I've started out three years snorting dope, and then uh, I took a break, and I built an empire, and then some hot chick said, hey, you want to get a hotel room and smoke some dope? I said, sure. And I got addicted to the chaos and 11 o'clock checkout times mm -hmm. and scumbag shit and mm -hmm. uh, running around hustling $200 a day to buy a, an eight ball at the time that are expensive, buy a hotel room and feed me and my old lady, you know what I mean? And then uh, nine months later, I, I broke out in handcuffs, ended up in prison. 
you, you know, you know something, Polly. Based upon that last thirty seconds, I don't even need to go to a meeting today. <laughs> I mean, this is insane. Yeah, and, and, and but very real, very real. And that's where it took you. Yeah. And do you do you concur with the with this idea that I love this idea, and that is recovery is about changing and growing. If you told me three and a half years ago I'd be helping people, I tell you you're out of your mind. Yeah, I tell you you're crazy as shit. You're not getting nothing out of Polly. And, and, and what do you get these days as a result of doing your best to help people um, in and out of the program, right? Well, I mean, I, I feel good. I feel fantastic about it. But the other day, I had a couple of patients call me over, and I was like, what's up? And I just so happened to minister was walking by, and they were like, hey, Paul, you're our favorite tech, you know? Like, you go above and beyond. You buy the book, but you, you know, you, you know, bullshit, you don't have a ego trip, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people get in that power of over-releasing phones or something stupid, you know? And they were like, hey, you're our favorite tech. And the guy heard it, and then he came in, and he goes, it feels good, doesn't it? And I was like, yeah, it feels fantastic. Like, I, I never, you know, people are mentioning me on exit interviews, and, and like, it, it's mind-blowing, you know? So, so he probably was one of my students. It took me one second to realize, you know, what he had potential for and who he was a little bit, and I was like, wow. And uh, so none of this surprises me, you know? So it, so, it sounds to me like you've done a total 180. I had an awakening. And um, it's called, uh, I, I learned it the other day from Nick Yass, the, uh, the author that was on Joe Rogan, but it's called Neuroplasticity Cognitive Behavior, mm -hmm. where you go so far, like I was into uh, Carl Jung in the shadow, and I know how dark I could go, and now I want to see how light I could go. That's awesome. You know what I mean? And uh, I know how dark, if I go anywhere as, as light as I can dark, I'm going to be a superstar because it was dark. I, I, you know? I, I love that. I could be a superstar because you know what? It was dark because yeah. when, 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 when we're living in the in that dark place and sick and addicted and alone, I can't speak for anybody here, but there was no superstar at all mm -hmm. within me. I, I felt yeah. about maybe four inches tall. Yeah. Right, well, with just pajamas on, and the winning streak wasn't occurring. I had the opposite mindset because I watched Scarface one too many times. And so um, I thought that I was going to do this and that, and uh, you know, like it just was all bad. It was all bad. Everything was gained ill will. You know what I mean? It was everything gained. You, you reap what you sow. You know? and, and and today, aren't you able to check your motives better? I, I check myself all the time, and, and I, I have bad thoughts, and, and um, I stop them. You know what I mean? It's, it's natural, you know? And uh, I try not to lie. I try not to manipulate. I try not to, I go out of my way not to do it. You know what I mean? It's an active exercise every day. You know, I've had 147 bad thoughts today and I've done, I've actually acted out on one of them. You want to know what that is? I had, I had some pancakes this morning. And the donut? Is that, a, I didn't have a whole donut. I had one little bite of the donut. That's all I'm going to have. We have a donut. No, you're sober dosing. Okay. <laughs> it's horrible to have a Sober dosing. That's yeah, I, I'm actually a minimal sugar guy these days but um, anyway to come back to I, I love what you said about you've had an awakening and um, your life is a lot healthier today. oh amazing. it's a lot um, filled with some love maybe filled no, with no 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 love, no love, uh, I said love from friends from family sure, sure, whatever. Sure. well I got, I got zero family I got, I got one brother but he's he's he's, he's uh, dealing with his own things and then uh, I have a very small family which allows me to be on call you know and um, I, I, I kind of throw myself into my work and uh I love it. I love it. What are what are some of the things I, I asked Chris a few minutes ago on the same question, but want to bounce it off of you, and that is, what are some of the things that you're doing these days to uh, you know to stay recovered? I um I participate. I show up. I um I study. I study a lot of uh, you know like I, I picked up a lot in prison. I, I did prison time, and it gives you a lot of time to reflect. 
and I mentioned the four agreements. And the administrator said to me, hey, it's good to see you're talking recovery talk. So that wasn't recovery talk. That was, that was prison like uh, Art of War, 48 Laws of Power, uh, gaining knowledge type stuff. I didn't even apply the four agreements to recovery until way later. You know? I love the line in that book where it says, "Be impeccable with your word." Be impeccable with your word. That's one of my favorite things. Which is one of my hardest things because I wouldn't lie to you. I wouldn't lie to you bad. <laughs> right. I want to sell you some shit and some swampland. I want to sell you. I mean, I want to steal your wallet, help you look for it. I want to do all that. I, I, I still can't stop thinking about the hospital situation. Uh, it was real. It, 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 was it real. sounds really uncomfortable. It was. It was unreal because I laid there for 13 days Damn. and uh, and finally it deflated and then. Um, yeah, it was it was a trip. It was it was I knew it was the end. Yeah. Let me let me ask you this, because um, I've been asked this question before. I'm gonna tell you how it was asked. They said, Todd, knowing what you know right now about your life, if I put ten million bucks in front of you, you can have all that money. You can have it all, but you got to go back to 2007, mm. right before you came into recovery. Would you do it? And I'd say, I don't want one of those C notes. I don't ever want to relive. First off, the horror that got me in, okay, that led up to it, I was so terrified. And my first freaking year and a half was absolutely gnarly. I, I just say, keep the money. I'm like, really? Yeah, dude, there's no way. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Well, I'm going to ask you that too. Same question to both of you guys. Give you a few million bucks. I want you to take you back to your last stretch of six months of misery. Do you want that money? You know, I'm, a, I'm addicted to the chaos, and I imagine the circus that I could throw with that money. Uh-huh. But um, it's not... It's not, it doesn't end good. It doesn't end well. You wouldn't live through it. No, no. And, Does and that make sense? No, the, well, doing meth. <laughs> we wouldn't. Doing meth, the creepy crawlers I would attract would dis dissect me. You know? Yeah. And uh, they'd eat me alive. So what's the answer, yes or no? No, no definitely see, not. How about Chris, you too? Oh, not now. Uh, year one? Yeah, yeah, of course. And But now that I have a good dose of what sober life is and what it can be, yeah, there's no going back. And yeah. I'm not trading that. I'm not, I mean, it's horrible to have a talent for terrible things, you know, and that's changed. Yeah. Well, with the $10 million, I get the ball surgery, keep the good thing, keep the hustle going, you know? Well, it sounds to me like you could have nine ball surgeries and still have a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, <left>. right? <laughs> Be above board. Yeah. Um, what, uh, uh, Polly, what, what would you say is the, give us a couple bright spots of your life today as a um, result of the changes that have happened? Uh, just, just helping people, like, is, is amazing because I took and I took and I took. And uh, now I give and I give and I give, even when they try my patience. It's Dude, you brought donuts. You, you set this thing up. You brought donuts and coffee to, to, to my buddy Mike Meeker and I. And, and we're, Dude, you're, you're, you're that's a man. Nothing, that's a little hospitality. That's not nothing. It's that's a combination not, right? of service because I was starting to pass out. Well, you know, like just like how I can move mountains and just like you can eat elephant one bite at a time, I, I think huger than that, way huge. We, we appreciate your generosity and, and, and all the time that you took to get this thing going for us tonight I believe in Palm it. Springs. I, I believe in it. We're, we're, we're both grateful for you doing the work. Dude, I'm sitting, guys. I'm sitting in front of the Noel Family Foundation banner. You know what I mean? I met his family. I believe if they were still around, they'd be like the Grateful Dead. They'd have a following mm -hmm. from city to city. I think that uh, it's just it's a tragic thing. Um, I even had dreams and thoughts of working at that treatment center. It's not even open yet. Well, you know no. what? You would be high on my list to hire. I, 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 I have a little bit of maybe a little, a little, a little not say so, but a little influence. Maybe I can put the word in for you. I, I, I have a fantastic <laughs> life and a fantastic job now. I do. I'm in the most beautiful place I could be. I'm blessed, beyond blessed. Uh, a lady by the name of Gay Juarez took me in and, and, and gave me the grace of a job. She called me 
I told her, hey, check this out. I'll clean toilets at midnight. I did it for 18 cents an hour. I'm not too, you know, I got humble. You know, like, I, that's I, huge. Yeah, and she goes, okay, well, I'll never ask you to clean toilets at midnight, but come on in. And so I went in, and then uh, one day she goes, hey, we got to turn over this house. Do you ready to clean the toilet? I told her, that's nothing. I'll clean 10 toilets on my head. You know? I think that you would be a wonderful addition to Bradley's house when we get up and running. And I'll tell you It'd what, trip. when we get that thing rocking and rolling, let's talk. It'd be a trip, okay. that's all. You guys, do you mind if we thank you? Because I'll yeah. tell you what, you're, you're interviewing people, you're talking to people, you're asking them about themselves. You've done this with Mike. You put yourself out there and you're replaying stuff that is, we talked about it earlier, that is painful. That I don't know how you do that. Um, and I just, we want to thank you and tell you there's much respect in, in the effort and the pain and the love you put into it. And you too, Mike. So I just, we want to thank you for that. Thank you uh, kindly for that. Uh, I, I appreciate that. I'm sure that Mike does as well. I see him nodding his head over there. We, this is a labor of love. No one's getting rich off any of this stuff. We're out there. The, 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 the benefit of this, you guys, are the emails and notes that we get from people saying, you know what, I checked in. Or I've got 60 days now. I've got a, I've got a year now. Um, you know what, it's, thank you for that. And we're just doing the best that we can to carry a message of awareness and education as well as giving a little bit of hope to those who have none. And so it's better on this side, I'll tell you that. That's <laughs> than that, right? Guarantee yeah. it. So I am I'm just I'm thrilled to be here uh, out in Palm Springs and it's going to be a fun day today and uh, uh, gentlemen uh, uh, Chris Tannehill and Polly, thank you guys so much for for sharing your stories Pleasure, and being a part of our our journey on this thing True. as well. And so to wrap things up guys, you can see the banner here in the background, the Noel Family Foundation. Please, please check them out, the thenoelfamilyfoundation.org, and give us some support. Buy a couple of t-shirts, throw in a couple of bucks, pull out some loose change from your ashtray if you got it. That'll be fabulous. And last but not least, once again, please check out Roots Through Recovery in Long Beach, California, and you can give them a call at area code 562-473-0827. And if you're in a really bad way and need some detox services, give Ascension Recovery in Huntington Beach a call, and they can be reached at toll-free 800-293-2133. Please follow us on Instagram at simply Todd Zalkins. If you want to email us, Go to podcast at toddsalkins.com. You guys have a wonderful day, and thank you so much for being a part of this. Make the call. Mm -hmm.